This is episode 152, Overcoming Fear Paralysis with Roman. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, it's always awesome when you rate and review the show. Just head on over to iTunes. You can rate it quite quickly. Just press on the number of stars, preferably five. And if you want to take a little extra time and write a review, that's also really helpful. As a reminder, every Wednesday is a live life coaching episode, and we're doing more video episodes. You can check this episode out on YouTube as well. The link for that is in the show notes, or you can just listen to it here on audio. And if you want to get on the list to be on the show, either on the audio version or for the, our next taping day in Los Angeles for the video version, email assist at christinehassler.com. Tell her what your preference is. I want to just do audio or I'm open to filming in LA or San Diego for the next video or either, and she'll put you on the right list. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. One thing I never used to think about is deodorant. I just put it on and go. But this is something I use every day. So if there's a safer alternative out there, I'd want to know about it. That's why I've got to tell you about the aluminum-free deodorant that changed the name of the game for me, Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free that doesn't suck. It actually works. (laughs) Instead of plugging up your sweat glands, Kapari's deodorant takes care of any smell without messing with your body's natural patterns. Most importantly, it works. Fights odor with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil, and it outlasts your longest days. It's gotten a lot of love from editors at Cosmo and People, and there are thousands of five-star reviews on Kapari's website from people who are now coconut converts. This is Kapari's number one selling product. They can barely keep it in stock because their deodorant doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue, just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh coconut milk. It's also free of all the nasty things like silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMO, and baking soda. So it's great for sensitive skin. So knowing there's a safe, clean option out there that actually works and smells amazing, why wouldn't you want to try it? And Kapari offers a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to. So here's your call to action. Say aloha to Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com. That's K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash over it to make the safe switch today and see how you can save $5 off your first order. That's kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash over it. And next, if you've been listening to this show for a while, I'm sure you've heard me talk about Daily Harvest, which makes healthy eating easy with delicious plant-based foods that are ready in as little as 30 seconds. So you can do more of what you actually want to be doing. During the summer, the last thing I want to do is spend time cooking. I'd rather be outside doing things. Isn't that what warmer weather is for? That's why I love Daily Harvest. It's a subscription service that makes healthy eating easy and basically requires no effort. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly portioned cups of frozen organic fruits and vegetables directly to your door. It all stays fresh in the freezer until you're ready to eat, and it just takes one step to prepare. All you have to do is add water or your favorite milk to the cup and blend, heat, or soak. It's that easy. It's the perfect thing to have on hand for those days where you don't have time to cook. Smoothies are an easy way to guarantee a healthy breakfast or snack and cool you down when it's way too hot out. Even better, they're made to be taken to go. And I love their ice lattes. It's such a treat. Also the perfect way to cool down when it's too hot out. And with three separate servings per order, they cost less than coffee shop drinks and are a lot healthier. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code over it to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code over it for three Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com today and we cover a lot of ground in this episode. So even if you're not an entrepreneur, I'm sure there's going to be some great takeaways for you. We do talk about some of the assets and liabilities of being an entrepreneur. I give him some tips for how to deal with the fear he sometimes feels. The presenting question in this episode is, I'm feeling paralyzed by fear sometimes as an entrepreneur and how do I overcome that? So if you can relate to that, maybe not as an entrepreneur, but there are times where you feel paralyzed by fear, you're going to love this episode because you're going to learn that fear is actually an alarm system for you. So as you're watching or listening to this episode, consider, 
Are you an entrepreneur who sort of has bought into the misunderstanding that you're supposed to figure it all out on your own, that things are supposed to go according to plan, and that you're supposed to work really, 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 really hard and never make any mistakes? Next, have you had a painful past that you've had to overcome? And as much as you have overcome it, is there a part of you that may be afraid that parts of it will come back or that you actually can't trust how good your life really is? Also, is there a part of you that at times, even though you know that you're lovable, sometimes feels unworthy, sometimes questions yourself? And finally, do you feel like you have a mission? Do you feel like you've been through significant life experiences that have set you up to serve or impact in some way? And you feel that calling from your soul. You're not sure exactly what it is, but you know you're here to do something. So keep these questions in mind as you watch or listen to my coaching session with Roman. Roman, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What's your question? So as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, coming into this space of working for myself and, yeah. and having a staff, I'm overwhelmed with stress yeah. and fear to a point where I get almost paralyzed. Yeah. And coming from working for somebody else uh-huh. for so long, you know, that's kind of comfortable. Right. And then moving into now all the decisions are made by me and they affect me and the staff. And it's just like, ah. What do you do? Yeah, I get it. Well, and working for someone else is comfortable in the sense of that there's a perception of safety and security, but Mm. it's uncomfortable if you feel like you have a mission in life and you're driven to be an entrepreneur and and the part of you does crave uncertainty, then it isn't so comfortable, right? It's only comfortable because it's kind of familiar and kind of controlled in a lot of ways. But, um, I mean, I'm just starting to get to know you, but my sense of you is you're not someone that would do well in an environment for too long where you felt like you couldn't be fully expressed and you couldn't live into your gifts and you couldn't live into your purpose and you'd constantly have someone else telling you what to do. You, you read me well. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's spot on. Right. Cause, um, you've got like, it seems to me, I don't want to say a rebellious spirit, but, um, Someone that like questions things and is curious about things and doesn't just settle for things being the way they need to be. Like Mm -hmm. you have a curious spirit and all of that. And that's part of the gift of being an entrepreneur because it takes that curiosity to start something that hasn't been started to solve a problem that no one else has solved. True. And I feel, I I agree with you. Okay. So as I'm saying that to you, do you see how it's landing as truth? Yes. Okay. So it's almost like I'm telling you your name is Roman. It like feels like that factual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the part of you you need to trust more. Like you were born mm. to do this. Like it is who you are. Being an entrepreneur, we'll talk about what exactly you're doing in a second. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't doing this, there's a part of you that would be dying. So there's, I'm yeah. saying this to you because... There's a certain comfort we can feel in massive times of uncertainty when we, are, we reassure ourselves that go, even if I don't know how this is going to turn out, even if I don't know what the next step is right now, I know I'm at least on the right path. Mm. Because would you rather be on the wrong path, but at least have all the steps planned out or be on the right path and have a little uncertainty in front of you? Well, if you had asked me two years ago, I totally would have said, have everything planned out. Mm-hmm. Because I had everything planned out. Mm-hmm. But now living into this new way of being, whew, it's exhilarating at times. Yeah. And I really do feel like I am living my purpose. Right. Where you're spot on. Before, I think I was just, I was waiting for the right time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I always thought it would be in my late, you know, mid to late 30s mm-hmm. that I would go on and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I did it in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't really go according to plan. Yeah, welcome to being an entrepreneur. <laughs> welcome to life. Yeah. There's that saying, if you want to give God a good laugh, tell him or her your plans. Exactly. So what made you start your business? What inspired you? Whew. Well, I'm, I'm very passionate about the industry that I work in, mm-hmm. which is recovery of uh, drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And I've been working in this industry and kind of from, from a backseat, just kind of watching and seeing mm-hmm. as an industry what we were doing. Mm-hmm. 
And I really started to v- develop my own opinions mm-hmm. about what was working and what wasn't working. And nobody was listening. Mm-hmm. And so I decided eventually, you know, okay, if nobody's going to do it, mm-hmm. then it's up to me, mm-hmm. right? If it's to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. So I just made a decision that, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And it scared me. And it was big and it was like, whoa, how am I going to do this? I have no idea. But once I made the decision um, to start my own business, mm-hmm. I was really fueled mm-hmm. by my, my mission. Yeah. You know, and for me, it, my mission, I have a personal mission statement and I live by it. What is it? To be a, a, a bright light in a dark room. Mm. And that's what I live by. And that's what keeps me going on days like today where everything went wrong. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. What does dark room mean to you? Just, just for those that are sick and suffering, and I was for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, my personal story is I've I've struggled with addiction, Mm -hmm. you know, for as long as I remember. And it almost feels like everywhere you go, you're in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Like nobody sees you, mm-hmm. like you're alone, mm-hmm. and it's scary mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and like you really feel like it's you against the world, and yeah. that's what I mean by dark room. Is that's right. that same feeling? Would you be willing to refine your mission statement? Absolutely. Here's why: because by saying to be a bright light in a dark room, you're continuing to feed the energy of needing to be in a dark room. Mm. What if you're to be a bright light, live into my full potential and allow my light to inspire the light of others or whatever it may be, or just Mm -hmm. to be a bright light, simple, and to live into my fullest potential? Because it's when we do that. I like that. It's when we do that, that just being that light, it, rather than having to go into dark rooms and be in dark rooms all the time, Mm -hmm. we help inspire other people to light up their own lights. They can get themselves out of the dark room. Wow. Part of what I'm wondering here is if there's a little wiring in your in your consciousness that you learn through struggle and suffering. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. We do. But I don't want your entire business and your entrepreneurial journey to be you learning through suffering and struggle. Because mm. there's other ways to learn. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always said that Pain is the the greatest motivator and teacher. And I get corrected a lot, Mm. you know, because there's so many other ways. Yeah. 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 Pain pain is a teacher and it often is a motivator, but pain has a pushing energy. Come on, Roman, do better. Mm -hmm. Do better. You're not doing enough. You haven't figured this out. And that will paralyze you because that's ultimately the voice of fear. Yeah. So... Your pain in a lot of ways has led to your purpose, but could you switch to being inspired rather than so driven? Could you have a pull energy rather than a push? Michael Beckwith says pain pushes until vision pulls and your pain has pushed you a lot of your life, Mm. but now you have a vision. Yeah. Can you move now into pull energy more? It's a difference between if I came up behind you and shoved you, or if I stood in front of you, extended my hands and pulled you toward me. Either way, I'd move you. Mm-hmm. But which would feel better? Pulling. And I think maybe subconsciously I've already shifted into that. Yeah. And I think I'm just realizing that I am. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I'm the last person to see the change in myself. Yeah. Well, what do you see about yourself? How have you changed? How have I changed? Mm-hmm. Oh, so many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just in the last year, where I, I've done some personal development. Mm-hmm. I've learned a, a lot about who I am mm-hmm. as a person. I've learned a lot about my limiting beliefs and the way that I've put myself in a box. Mm-hmm. And I've also learned how to get out of the box. Yeah. And who I am outside of that box is an amazing man. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. really am incredible. And where does he, what happens to him when you get paralyzed by fear? Where does he go? You know, I think he just kind of shuts off for a second. But what I also know about the fear is it it does paralyze me. Mm -hmm. That's that's real. That's true. Okay. But it's a lot shorter. 
now, if that makes sense. So let's talk about that for a minute because my, my sense of that is it's just triggering something from it's triggering an old something. Yeah. So who, who was hard on you and what was chaotic in your childhood? I mean, everything. Mm. Yeah. Everything was chaotic on my childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who was really hard on you? Everyone. How so? I mean, I grew up in the foster care system. Okay. You know, my, my mother was taken away when I was five years old. That was hard on me. Yeah. You know, going to 12 different foster homes in five years was hard on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. being constantly not enough yeah. was, was hard on me. Yeah. And I think I was hard on myself. Well, of course, because if, if you're raised in that kind of system and you're being shifted around from home to home, not feeling wanted, not feeling safe, not feeling secure, of course you're going to start to question your own worthiness. And anytime we question our own worthiness, we become our own worst critic because we think being critical of ourselves is going to make ourselves better. Yeah. So you, your soul, chose an advanced life curriculum this time around. It sure did. You can see that. But how amazing, how old are you now? 29. How amazing that at 29... You're waking up. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that? And part of your work, and I'm sure you're doing this if you're doing self-development work, is going back and getting that little guy out of a foster case care system. Mm-hmm. Meaning going back and letting him know how safe he is and how wanted he is. Yeah. And how there's nothing he needs to prove. Because part of what can happen as entrepreneurs is there's the mission part, there's the soul part, there's the part that's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. But then there's also our own ego. Yeah. There's the personal part. And, you know, if, if your whole life you've been running something where you've had to prove your worth and prove your acceptance and question whether anyone wanted you, that's going to show up. I think a lot of times as mission-driven entrepreneurs, sometimes we can, like, brush that under the rug mm-hmm. and think we're just supposed to be focused on the mission yeah. and it's supposed to be not about us and we're all about service and we forget about the human part and the ego part that can sometimes show up. Mm. So when you get paralyzed by fear in the business, what do you think is really happening inside of you? <laughs> so I'm asking you. <laughs> you're like, you're the expert. I Come on. Know. Yeah. Um, what do you think it's triggering? Honestly, for me, it's, it's my fear is broken down into three things. Okay. One is I'm not going to get what I think I deserve. Okay. Uh, one is I'm not going to get anything. Right. Or the last one is that I'm not good enough. Right. So those, you know, I think fear for me goes to those three things. Yeah. And what would happen to you as a kid when you'd mess up or make a mistake? I mean, you know, there's consequences, um, punishment. Yeah. Yeah. So can you see how oftentimes this, when this fear in the business comes up, it's that younger, it's that little kid inside of you that's so afraid of getting in trouble, that's so Mm -hmm. afraid of being kicked out of another home, that's so afraid of getting hit or punished or whatever happened to you Mm -hmm. that of course you get paralyzed because in so many times in your life, the situations that you were thrown into, you didn't have the resources to handle. You were in a lot of like grown up situations as a little kid and you just had to figure it out. And I think as a child, you felt very overwhelmed a lot of the time, which is probably why you went to drugs or alcohol or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. because I also get you're very sensitive. You're very intuitive you felt things. It was just too much and you needed a numbing device. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. And so now in your sobriety, you actually have to feel these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I acknowledge you for because that is brave and courageous. So in those moments when you feel paralyzed, what do you think you really need? I know you think you need a plan and you think you need the answer. Yeah. But well, w- more of what you need is a feeling. Well, I was going to say hug. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, yeah. yes. Yes. What else? 
What's the opposite of fear? Faith. Yeah. What else? Courage. What else? Love. Love. We'll go with love. Yeah. All the above. Love, courage, faith, all those. Okay. Yeah. But no, in, I feel it. in those moments when you're paralyzed by fear, the other thing that's happening is a lot of self-judgment. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't know. I'm going to let people down and make a mistake. All those kinds of things. Yeah. And how you move back into the inspiration is you just love yourself up and you remind yourself that you're worthy and that you're valuable and that you're not alone and you don't have to have it all figured out and that the past is over. I think an important thing to say to yourself, especially because I think you've experienced a lot of chaos and a lot of trauma, mm -hmm. is that was then and this is now. Mm -hmm. I'm safe now. It's over. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We all, as humans, and I'm sure you know this, we all have that am I good enough thing. All of us. Yeah. All of us. I haven't met any human that doesn't feel that way at all. Yeah, you're right. So when I feel that way about myself, I just remind myself, oh, I'm having a human moment. Mm. This is a human moment. Okay, what does my human self need in this moment? Right. Because you, you didn't have parents. So a big part of your spiritual curriculum as well is to reparent yourself. Yeah. I think I've done a good job. I think you've done an amazing job. Yeah. Amazing job. Here's my question. I've, I probably have more than one. <laughs> How are you at asking for help? Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. How bad does it need to get before you ask for help? Pretty bad. Yeah. Getting better. Getting better. Getting okay. better. So let's talk improvement. A improvement. That's great. That's yeah. great. But we don't want to keep having it to get bad before no. you ask for help, right. right? Because again, because you grew up kind of alone, mm -hmm. you grew up in the foster care system. There's there's this wiring and programming of I can only rely on myself, and I yeah. know your grown up, twenty nine year old self knows that's not true anymore. You have community of people, you have business partners. Like it's changing, right? But 95% of our behaviors, thoughts, and feelings are driven by unconscious programming. Mm -hmm. So there's still a little of that unconscious programming of I need to do it all on my own. I can't rely on people. I've got to figure it out. Yeah. And that is a liability as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So it's just knowing that in those moments where you're feeling the pressure, you're feeling the overwhelm, that's feedback for you that you fall a little into this I got to figure it all out on my own pattern. Yeah. And a good question to ask in those moments is, all right, who do I need to ask for guidance? How do I need some help here? Okay. Because here's the thing. You're not supposed to know everything. Just because it's your business doesn't mean you have to have all the answers. Part of me hates hearing that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You're spot on. You know, I do have this feeling the majority of the time that I got to handle it. Right. You know, I'm a, I'm a father now. I'm a parent. Yeah. Right. I have two small children. Wow. And uh, I have a three-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old stepson. That, wow. Uh, you know, and I keep forgetting all the time that I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. You know, I didn't have, there's no manual to life and it certainly isn't one for parenting. Right. And so... I got to keep reminding myself that I'm not supposed to know everything. No, you're not. And that you can rely on other people. Mm -hmm. And here's, I think, what would be so good for, like, the younger you to know, like the little boy and the teenager who didn't get to pick mm -hmm. who got his family was. Like, you get to pick your soul family now. Mm. You get to pick your mentors and I your like soul that. brothers and your soul sisters You get to create the family for yourself that you never had. Hmm. I like that. And I don't just mean with your partner and your kids. I mean, your the parents you want to adopt, right. the soul brothers and sisters, yeah. the people you want to surround yourself with. And I think the more you allow yourself to create that, the more you remind yourself you don't need to have it all figured out, the more that you take this pressure off yourself to figure it all out and, and forgive yourself for buying into the belief that you can't trust other people. Yeah. The less paralyzed by fear you are. 
all your fear is, is an indicator that a trigger has gone off. Either you've time traveled and it's pushing against an old fear from the past, an old programming. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's an old programming is running. The outdated system is running. Right. Or it's an indicator that you need to ask for help, support, hmm. guidance. That's, that's excellent advice. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done it where I have done good mm-hmm. is I've surrounded myself with people that really care. Yeah. They can kind of call me forth. Yeah. And they're there for me. Yeah. A lot of times way before I pick something up. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. So. And you, and just it. like some, some tangible tactical advice. You're not the first person that started a business. <laughs> right. So don't act don't act that there's so many people I that know. have so much business experience. I know. And you can network with those people and you can ask some questions. And when you're having staff problems or you don't know the answer to something, like this is when you call upon your soul family and you're right. like, I have no clue how to do this. Right. And that's that ego that says, Don't call. Don't right. call. You got this. Right. Right. It's a constant battle between myself and my ego. Well, it's the ego, but it's also that part of you that doesn't want to get hurt because so many people in your past let you down and weren't there for you. Sometimes in the personal development world, the ego gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. It's not so bad. The ego, in a lot of ways, keeps us safe. And and it, it, it kept you in survival mode. It kept you Without your ego, you'd be dead. For sure. Kept you alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And you develop this strong sense of like, I'm, I gotta like figure this out, which you needed because that was true for many years of your life. Yeah. But it's not true anymore. And so when that ego comes in, it's just that old pattern that thinks it needs to protect you. And so you say, thanks, ego. But that was then and this is now. And now there are people I can trust and mm. I am safe and I don't have to do this alone anymore. That was a great chapter, and it taught us a lot of things, but that chapter's over. Yeah. You're not alone in the world anymore. I'm not. You're not. You're right. How do you want the people that go through your recovery center to feel? Empowered. I want them to feel loved. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel like they can do anything that they want mm-hmm. in the world. Are they allowed to make mistakes along the way? Of course. Great. Yeah. Do they uh, have to have it all figured out? No. And, and they're encouraged to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Are they encouraged to be vulnerable? Absolutely. Are they encouraged to start trusting themselves and trusting others? Yeah. I think sometimes they got to trust others before they can trust themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's where they start with us. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. That's what we do. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so much easier for me to provide counseling or therapy to others yeah. when I'm looking at them right. and helping them figure it out. But then when it comes to me, I'm like, Ugh. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You get it. You just, um, I don't want to say this. You're not like, ooh, at all. Because you couldn't, we can't teach to others what we can't do inside ourselves. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're most gifted at teaching others what we most need for ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's still a worthiness piece where you think you even have to earn your own self-love. Mm. So whatever you so freely give others, you must start giving yourself. If you really want your recovery center to be as successful as you know it can be, mm-hmm. start really embodying what you want to give so much to others. Is there anything you need to forgive yourself for? Hmm. Forgive myself for? Yeah. Like any judgments you hold against yourself. Anything that maybe mentally you've justified, but on a deep level haven't forgiven yourself for, shamed yourself for in some way. Yeah. I think we all have things that we should forgive ourselves for. Can you think of anything in particular? Yeah. 
Are you willing to share it? You don't have to, but yeah, if you're willing. No, I, yeah, I can share it. For me personally, um, I'm very hard on myself. I know I hear it all the time. I'm so hard on myself. Mm-hmm. But I've been really hard on myself. And I really beat myself up over the years. Mm-hmm. And I hold myself to such a high, unreasonable standard that I'll never, ever, I'll never reach. Mm-hmm. And yet I hold myself there. And when I, of course, I fall short, I beat myself up. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't treat myself well mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I justify self-punishment because that's what I expect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I need to forgive myself. Yeah. And say, listen, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, sometimes um, why we also get paralyzed and why we're afraid to take steps and even why we're sometimes afraid to take risks is because we're afraid of our future self beating ourselves up. Mm. So if you don't start being kinder to yourself, it's going to become harder and harder and harder to take steps, to take risks. Because there's, with any step, with any risk, there's always feedback. Yeah. Some people call it failure. I call it feedback. There's learning along Same. the way. Yeah. But if you're not allowed to get feedback without self-beat, you're going to consistently be afraid of your future self beating the shit out of you. Yeah. That you'll continue to have that paralyzed by fear of things show up. And you'll be incongruent with what you so badly want to teach because I bet self-love mm-hmm. is a big part of what you teach at the recovery of course. center. Of course. And I think, you know, everything aside, I do love myself. Mm-hmm. I love myself a lot. Mm-hmm. I just have moments. Mm-hmm. Where whether I forget it or mm-hmm. I choose not to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. I have moments. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like I am, me and myself are tight. That's great. We're good. That's great. So when that inner critic shows up, how do you want to handle him? I'd like to just say, like, <laughs> stay, like, go, go mm-hmm. away. We well, don't need you. Well, but that again is, that's not, that's not love. The inner critic's a part of you. Mm. So how about instead, when that inner critic comes up, you say, oh, hi, inner critic. You've done a really good job in the past at motivating me yeah. and thinking you're keeping me safe. But can I give you a new job description? Could you be my inner coach? Mm. So instead of trying to push it away, instead of resisting it, can you start to work with it? Can you stop fighting? You've had to fight a lot in your life. Yeah. Work with it. Talk to it. Dialogue with it. You're great at communicating. You're great at Mm self-awareness. Don't push it away. Work with it. Got it. Because the more you try to push it away, the more it's going to show up. (laughs) And then you'll criticize yourself for not being able to manage your inner critic. And then I'm stuck in the cycle. Right? So when my inner critic shows up, I'm like, oh, hello. There yeah. you are. All right. What do you need? What's yeah. going on? How do we work together? I like that. Embrace it. I'm going to take that. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah. So back to your initial question. All right. Let's go. Which was, you're an entrepreneur. Sometimes you're paralyzed by fear. Do you think you have some clarity on that? I do. Yeah. So next time you're paralyzed by fear, what are you going to do? I'm going to embrace it. Mm-hmm. I really am. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, this is good. This mm-hmm. is where I'm supposed to be. Right. Because remember, the fear is an alarm system, and it's right. alerting you to... Triggers. Right. It's alerting you to triggers, so mm-hmm. re- and it's alerting you to, oh, wow, I've gone, I've, I've gone into amnesia, and I've forgotten that there's a whole world of resources <laughs> out there I can rely on. Right. And I need to reach out. Get to pick up the phone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because you don't have to know all the answers. One of the best gifts of being an entrepreneur is having a beginner's mind. Mm. And you think you need to know it all. I know, right? (laughs) Let yourself be curious. Let yourself have a beginner's mind and really create that soul family. 
of mentors and parents and teachers and soul brothers and soul sisters you can rely on. Oh, well. And know that really like, you know, because we're in similar businesses, right? It's Mm -hmm. in the serving and helping. Right. If I only focused on, if I focus more on serving others than I did on my own growth, Mm-hmm. I knew I wouldn't be, and I define success differently. I don't define success in terms of platform or numbers or any of that. Right. I define success with how peaceful and congruent I feel in my business. And then wow. it's really a reflection yeah. of me. Well, it is. And authenticity, yeah. right? And I will say I'm more committed to my own growth than I am to serving others. And I will say that openly mm-hmm. because I know that actually me committed to my own growth is the best way to serve others. Right. I agree. hundred percent. So if you want assured success for your business, keep applying everything you want to give so enthusiastically to them, everything yeah. that you say, how you show up, give that to you. And there's no less for them mm-hmm. if you give it to you. No. And remember what I said earlier, we cannot teach others what we don't know how to do for ourselves. Yeah. In fact, what we so want to teach is what we most need from ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be the priority. And got so that's it. another thing. When the fear indicator comes up, it means you're not um, putting yourself in your own program. Right. It's like an, uh, it's like an alarm. Yes. Got it. Yes. So alarm comes off. Yes. It's all good. Yes. Pick up the phone. Yes. I'm not alone. You're not alone. This will pass. Yes. I need, I need to apply. Like yeah. if I was in my own recovery program, what would well, I tell myself right now? Exactly. That was then. This is now. Okay. Thank you, fear. Mm-hmm. Thank you for alerting me. I'm just a little off course. Wow. I think that that totally changed my perspective yeah. on fear. Yeah. Well, wow. that definition of a miracle is a change in perception. So yeah. there you go. There we go. Yeah. And um, what are some of the best assets of being an entrepreneur? Best assets? Mm-hmm. Whew. There's so many. I mean, uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, creativity. Mm-hmm. I get to be more creative today. Mm-hmm. Um, have my own schedule. Mm-hmm. And I, I get to dictate what I do mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. For myself and for my business, mm-hmm. uh, I put myself in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. So now I get to practice being a leader yep. and uh, leading others yep. and um, leading others to basically do the same thing, yep. you know? And what qualities do you think that you need to or can embody even more that will lead to you realizing all of those things even to bigger potential and even sooner? Is it things like having it all figured out, having everything going according to plan, knowing all the end? No. No, it's more the things of having a beginner's mind, Mm -hmm. being vulnerable, allowing yourself to mess up and get feedback, being curious, asking for help, being creative, all those things. Definitely. Because you're a different kind of entrepreneur. You're a mission-driven entrepreneur. This is a soul calling. Mm -hmm. You've got to trust that part as well. That on some level it's already done and you just need to get out of the way. I just need to go. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How you feel? I feel good. This is great. Got some clarity? I do. A little reminder of who you are? Yes. Yes. You're going to reconnect to that little guy who sometimes feels a little left behind and a little like, oh. I love that little guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what he needs to know too, other than it's over, is like, you freaking deserve this life. Mm-hmm. I do. You know? And it doesn't have to get bad again. Right. Like, it's really over. And it's pretty good. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's amazing. So, like, regardless, it all turned out pretty good. Yeah. Well, it had to. You wouldn't be sitting here today no. doing what you're doing without all of that. No way. So we have reverence for it. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Right? But we don't let it continue to unconsciously drive us. Right. I want to acknowledge Roman for just showing up so courageously and so honestly on the show, but just also for the work that he's done in his life. 
as I said to him, he didn't have an easy start. He picked a, a life path and a journey that was definitely challenging in the beginning, but it has led him to his purpose. It has led him to his mission. And how amazing that he's waking up and willing to see that as hard as it was, it truly was a blessing that has guided him into being a mission-driven entrepreneur. And being a mission-driven entrepreneur, it sounds really good. And it sounds like I'm making a difference and I'm serving, but at the same time, it can be incredibly triggering as well. Because as we're helping the people who are most like us in so many ways, a lot of our old stuff, our old fears, our old unresolved issues, our old limiting beliefs, sometimes those things can get triggered. And it's even more frustrating when we feel like we've done so much work, but yet these things keep getting triggered. And so really it just is a consistent practice of when fear comes up, of reminding ourselves that that was then, this is now, of asking the fear really what it needs. Like I said to Roman, his fear was an alarm system. And it was it's kind of good that it's paralyzing him because it's stopping him. And instead of stopping him to the point of freezing, maybe reframe it. It's stopping him to the point of, wait, pause. I need to reflect. Something's coming up. Either I'm not asking for help or I'm triggered, or I need to remind myself that I'm lovable and I deserve this. I need to remind myself and reassure myself I don't need to have it all figured out. Or maybe the fear is coming up because its inner critic is really flaring up. So it really is, when we get stopped in our tracks, it really is an emotion, a feeling, something from our unconscious coming up to just have us stop because something is a little off and we just need to adjust. We need to apply love where there has been fear. One thing that I see that's a little common in the personal development field is oftentimes we'll have these aha moments where we understand our limiting beliefs and we remember how amazing we are. And we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm amazing. I see how I've held myself back. Like, and it's going to be different. And those breakthroughs are awesome. But a breakthrough doesn't always necessarily go back and create total healing of the little parts inside of us that got hurt. And so one thing that I see that's kind of common, especially with people that do a lot of personal development work, is they have these breakthrough moments where they see themselves more clearly and they have this huge awareness and they think that it should just be done. (laughs) Like they should never be triggered again, that they like have the awareness and then boom, like this trigger shouldn't come back. But we have these like little hurt parts inside of us that often need a lot of love. And just because at times we have to go back and reassure ourselves once again, doesn't mean we're backtracking, doesn't mean that we've forgotten the breakthrough. It just means that part of our psyche, that part of our unconscious just needs a little more love. Because like in Roman's case, let's use that for an example. Let's say he had 20 years of feeling scared, feeling like he wasn't worthy, feeling like he didn't belong, uh, being in chaotic environments, feeling unsafe. It's going to take more than just a couple breakthrough moments to totally resolve that. And so as he's reprogramming himself, as he's starting to really step into who he truly is, as he's starting to remember that he's enough and lovable and safe, sometimes that younger part may be triggered. And so he just needs to like be aware of that and give it the love it needs and not make it mean that he's backtracking or that he's forgotten or anything like that. So what I'm really saying to any of you watching is just to have compassion for your process and patient with your process and know that we have these incredible breakthrough moments where we have so much awareness and at times things come up, old triggers come up. Doesn't mean we're backtracking. It just means a little more love needs to be applied. I've I've shared this on the show before, but at the University of Santa Monica, where I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology, we defined healing as the application of love to the places inside that hurt. And healing is a process. And some of the places that got really hurt need a lot of love. So just keep giving yourself that love and more love and more love. We're never done as human beings. So now let's talk a little bit about the entrepreneurial journey. I think there's a lot of pressure, a lot of entrepreneurs put on themselves to have it all figured out. And that is some, that is such a liability to think you have to do it all on your own and to think you have to figure it all out because there's a world of resources and so many entrepreneurs that have years and decades of experience that we can all go to. So there's no badge of honor you get as an entrepreneur for figuring things out all on your own and doing it all on your own and working really long hours and really hard. 
where you can pick up the phone, where you can ask for help, where you can realize that getting a good night's sleep and waking up fresh in the morning is probably going to be better than working crazy hours and trying to figure it all out. So as an entrepreneur, just be honest with yourself about the degree of pressure you're putting on yourself. As Roman said, he has this incredibly high standard he often sets for himself, which can help us be ambitious and can be motivating at times, but is not sustainable at all because it just reinforces the notion that we constantly have to be better, that we constantly have to be more, and enough is never enough. And when that voice of that inner critic comes up, that was another thing I coached him on, don't make it wrong. Don't push it away. Don't try to resist it because all that is is criticizing the inner critic. It's like fighting fire with fire. It doesn't work. So how you really resolve the inner critic is you realize that it's helping you in some way. It it thinks it's motivating you. It thinks it's protecting you. So you greet it and you say, hey, thanks. What do you need? Want to be my inner coach instead? You work with it rather than fight against it. And if you are an entrepreneur, I would also have you consider what are the lia- your own personal liabilities and what are your assets. So again, using Roman as an example, a liability that he had as an entrepreneur was thinking he had to figure it out all on his own. And this came from his past. This came from really having to rely only on himself. But what we explored together was that part of his life is over and he doesn't have to just rely on himself and he can trust other people and he's attracting new people in his life. So as long as he continues to believe that he has to have it all figured out and he has to have a plan and he has this high pressure on himself, that's all liability. And and he can start to see that actually asking for help, being vulnerable, connecting with other people, that's more of an asset. Having a beginner's mind, being curious. So be honest with yourself about what your assets and liabilities are as an entrepreneur and how can you turn your liabilities into more assets. And the final thing I'll say before I go into the takeaways is, especially for mission-driven entrepreneurs, the best way to build your business is to walk your talk. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm continually growing and learning and exploring. But I do walk my talk in terms of I have my own coaches. I know I'm not perfect. I give myself the self-love and compassion that I encourage other people to give to themselves. I'm conscious when I hold myself to a standard that I'd never hold my clients to. And I'm not saying I never do any of those things, but when I catch myself doing them, I forgive myself. And I bring coach Christine forward and give myself the coaching and the love and the reassurance that I give my clients. And I know that's one of the reasons why I've been able to build a successful business that's authentic and in alignment with who I truly am, is I'm not trying to save myself through others. And so as a mission-driven entrepreneur, I don't want you to try to like save yourself through others. Really, walk your talk, give yourself what you so want to give others. I promise you, not only will you be more successful, but you'll be more impactful because yes, we help others by what we say, by how we teach them, by tools we offer, but really how we truly inspire others, how we truly are that light that lights up other people is we embody it because the more we embody it, the more other people catch it. It's like contagious. And I love that Roman connected that dot, those dots for himself, that the more he can embody everything he can so easily give to the people that come through his program, the more successful his business will be. And I don't just mean in terms of how it does monetarily, but actually how it impacts people. So some takeaways for you. I love that Roman had a mission statement for his life. And you just want to make sure, run it by a couple people. You want to make sure that your mission statement doesn't reinforce something that you want to, don't want to continue reinforcing. Like he said, I want to be a bright light in a dark room, which is amazing, which is beautiful. The only hesitation I had with that mission statement is that with that mission statement, he has to continue going into dark rooms. And that's not necessarily necessary because that kind of perpetuates that he has to continue learning through struggle and suffering and there has to be difficulty. And he has had enough difficulty. So how about just being a bright light and living into his fullest potential? There's a heaviness that lifts from that. And in being a bright light and in and living into his fullest potential, he's definitely going to empower and inspire other people to light up their own dark places. He doesn't have to go into other people's dark room and pull them out. He just has to be that bright light that unconsciously gives other people permission to shine their light to help get them out of the dark places. 
Next, make sure you're clear about what your definition of success is. And especially as an entrepreneur, are you really walking your talk? How do you really measure success? And whatever you're trying to inspire or sell or impact other people with, are you really giving that to yourself? Are you really congruent with what it is you're trying to build and how you're trying to serve? Next, build your own soul family, your own mastermind, your team of people that you can go to for advice, for guidance, for answers, for support. Get out of the mentality of trying to prove something by doing it all on your own. And finally, if you've had a difficult journey, if you've had things in your past that were challenging, keep loving yourself up and use that affirmation. That was then, this is now. It's over. It's over. Because especially if you've had a painful past or a chaotic past, you don't have to keep reliving that. You really can take comfort and rest and peace in the fact that you've learned your lesson. Pain has pushed, but now vision can pull. And so let your vision of feeling safe, feeling peaceful, feeling inspired, feeling impactful, living into your fullest potential, let that pull you forward without any pressure, but with self-love and with faith. So if you like my show, you're going to love the Dr. Drew podcast here on Podcast One. Join Dr. Drew as he takes listener calls and talks to experts on a variety of topics relating to health, relationships, sex, and drug addiction. Listen free to each week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. In honor of self-improvement, you may also like The Good Life with Steve and Cezanne, The Jordan Harbinger Show, or Revenge of the Jocks, only on Podcast One. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.